Hello, my friends, and welcome. Welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Friday, August the 6th, uh, and uh, again, bless you wherever you are, whenever you listen to this. I, I wish you God's grace, God's goodness. Thank you for uh, being with me and breaking open God's word on this today, a feast day, uh, the Feast of the Transfiguration of our Lord. So today we are going to step away from Matthew's Gospel, and we are going to read, because we're in Mark, the year of Mark this year, this is year B, we're going to read Mark's rendition of this story. So it is Mark chapter 9, verses 2 to 10. And again, like all these stories, and, and, I, and maybe I'm saying this to me only, uh, this is saying more about me than you, but uh, I invite you to listen. We've heard this story a number of times. I invite you to listen to it as you're hearing it for the first time and, uh, and open yourself to where the Spirit is inviting you to go through that reading, okay? So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling, dazzling white, such as no fuller on earth could bleach them. Then Elijah appeared to them, along with Moses, and they were conversing with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus in reply, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He hardly knew what to say, they were so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them, and from the cloud came a voice, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. As they were coming down from the mountain, he charged them not to relate what they had seen to anyone, except when the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, gosh, there is so much within this gospel. And again, to parse it out, I think we would take quite a bit of time. And so I, I try every, every day to focus on one or two things for us to just kind of mull over the rest of the day, to sit with, to, to chew upon, as I've, as I've said. So a couple of things here. Um, the first is, I love this first line. It really, it really struck me today. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. You know, we've talked this week, gosh, if we haven't gotten to this week, when will we? But uh, we talked this week at length about, literally, we were baptized into a vocation of relationship with our God. And we need to use every tool we can within our ability in order to foster that relationship, right? That vocation. And, uh, and here we see Jesus inviting these three in a very, an, an act of intimacy, right? Inviting them 
off apart by themselves. Brothers and sisters, if you don't make some Sabbath time in your life, and I'm going to just gloss over this because we've talked about it ad nauseum, but I'm just reminding us, I urge you, and you, please urge me, let us make Sabbath time for that space with God. That commandment given to us, right? We'll honor the Sabbath. Third commandment. Um, it's given for our benefit, not another hoop that we jump through. And it doesn't mean just going to Mass, although that's part of it. But it's setting time apart from God, knowing that the world can get along without me for that space and time, be it 24 hours, which is what the Sabbath is, or be it an hour or two on Sunday where we just say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm apart. And I just want that intimate union with you. Because what happens within that intimate union, right? Not always. Maybe not even most of the time. But I think within our life, what happens is Jesus is allowed to be transfigured into something new for us. I have never seen Jesus. And, and so don't hear my words wrongly that all of a sudden I got a vision of Jesus and he was in, in garments that were whiter than any fuller on earth could uh, could bleach. No, that that's never happened to me in my life. And, and if that is what God has for me, I, I look forward to that day. But what I mean, brothers and sisters, is somehow that relationship, somehow it will feel real. It will feel larger and um, just uh, more united than ever, ever before that our eyes will be opened in a way. And again, I, there are very few mountaintop experiences. Again, I've said a number of times, we don't live there on the mountaintop. Life is lived within the, at the bottom in the valley. But brothers and sisters, the more we allow ourselves to set aside that union, that one hour a week, whatever it is, two hours a week, that we set ourselves apart, called by our God, the more we can see or... or uh, the more open to this experience, like I said, once or twice in our life that can happen. Let me use it in different phrase, in, in, in a different frame, and just an odd example. If you are married, let's use it in this term. Was there ever an experience in your life where all of a sudden you looked at your spouse and they were more than merely your spouse, that they were this uh, amazing, in, in my case, this amazing woman? And, and all of a sudden, it's like the scales from my eyes had dropped. And I see Renee in this fullness in which I've never seen her before. In, in, in all of her gifts, in all of her glory, in all of her beauty. But then it's just for a moment. Maybe it's only for a second or two, literally, that, that, that this experience happens. And I'm like, my gosh, she's unbelievable. Or, or whatever that spouse would be, or whatever that friend would be, or whatever that child would be. You see them in their fullness, in their essence, which is children of God. And you see them in their giftedness. And, 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 and all of a sudden, it's like the, the world is different because I see that. But it's only for a moment. Because then, then they're just Renee again. Then they're just my child again. Then they're just my friend again. And that's what they experience here at the end. You know, after they came out of this cloud, um, Suddenly, you know, uh, and they hear this, this voice, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. The scales had been taken. That veil had been 
had been opened for just a moment and they saw Jesus in the fullness of his glory, transfigured, transformed, fully in, in, in this white garment, uh, conversing with Moses and Elijah, the two major, um, uh, I will say major characters within the Hebrew scriptures, that Jesus is going to fulfill all of what they prophesied and all of what they brought about. And for a moment that veil was lifted and they were able to see Jesus in his fullness. And then it was gone. Then it was gone. It was just a gifted and special moment. Have you ever had that in your life with someone or something, that entity that all of a sudden it's like you knew it was bigger? That's what they had to. And brothers and sisters, our God calls us apart. He's, he desires that intimate relationship. If, if anything is happening here, he's inviting Peter, James, and John into that intimate relationship with him, calls them apart, and in that separateness, that relationship, that intimacy, that openness, that union is fostered. Brothers and sisters, we don't do it for that union because we're not called to live on a mountaintop. Peter didn't know what he was saying. But we're called to intimacy. And the more we set aside our heart, our mind, our being, our gifts, our eyesight, our, our speech, the more we set aside anything that we have and give it to God, I suspect those moments follow. They're not given because we're holier. They're not given because we've set that side of time and God owes us anything. Nothing to that effect. But I think the more that relationship is fostered, the more we see each other in a, in a larger way, in a deeper way, in a more full way. And I think that allows us into that transfigured point. Last thing I'll say, um, just on a, on a different note here, um, the cloud, right? That cloud. Okay, so Peter's just talking. Oh, you know, let's build some tents for you. We, you know, uh, because he didn't know what else to say. He's terrified. And, and he interjects himself into something. He should be quiet. Sometimes grace and silence are the, are the better call and the better choice here. You know, but Peter, God love him. He really is a wonderful man uh, because he's us. And sometimes we speak when we don't need to. And, and he says something foolish, you know, out of, out of his terror, out of his fear. But then the fear, what happens is this great cloud envelops them. This cloud of unknowing, this cloud of shadow. And they can't see anyone. They can't see anything within it. Um, blah, blah, blah. Here, let me read it. Uh, he hardly knew what to say. He was so terrified. Then a cloud came, casting a shadow over them. And from the cloud came a voice. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Brothers and sisters, that voice sounds familiar, doesn't it? Read back to the uh, baptism of Jesus. So in Mark, go back to chapter 1. In Matthew, go back, I believe, to chapter 3. In Luke, uh, chapter 3. Uh, maybe chapter 4 in both those, but it's right around there. And that same voice comes. But it comes from the heavens, right? After the Holy Spirit falls upon Jesus like a dove. And it says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Same words, only it doesn't add the last. It says the same thing. This is my beloved son. But now, here in the cloud, it says, listen to him. Brothers and sisters, are you going through something today? Do you feel enveloped in shadow in a cloud and you can't see your way out and you don't know which way to go? Is something going on within your life that you feel 
entrapped within it, that you feel like, I don't know which direction. I don't, I'm looking for guidance. Brothers and sisters, here's what this tells us. Our God is here in the midst of it. Us going through it is no different. It, the, the disciples themselves went through it. You know there are going to be times in our lives we do it too. But our God is right there in the midst. And he says, listen, you're looking for direction in the midst of this cloud, in the midst of this place where you can't see which way to go, which way to turn, and fear overtake, is overtaking you. Yeah, yeah. Here's the direction. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. He'll give that direction. And all of a sudden, that cloud, and, and, and it's not like you you just, you, you open yourself and, and this voice is going to come. But here's what I'm saying. Brothers and sisters, you're not, alo- you're not alone in that place of unknowing. You're not alone in that place of fear. God is there with you. And God, in the person of Jesus Christ, will walk us out. It won't be in an instant. I suspect it won't. But I know this. He'll walk us out. All we need to do is open ourselves to him, to listen to him. And before we know it, we're on the outside and we can look around and there we see just Jesus. Just Jesus. He's with us. Because there's that that line after it. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone but Jesus alone with them. Brothers and sisters, our God invites us off to a place where we can be in union with him and he can allow, he can open our, our, our spirits to being present to him in a more full way than we ever have. Don't do it for that reason, but just know that gift may well come because of it. The more we open, the more that gift will be present. And no matter what our circumstances, if we find ourselves within a place where we are filled with fear and unknowing and we don't know where to turn, just know our God is present there. Listen to him. Listen for him. Jesus is present. All we have to do is follow him. He's our guide out. One final thought on today. Today is August 6th. And every August 6th, we celebrate not only the the feast of the transfiguration of the Lord. We, I won't say you celebrate because that's not the right word, but it is an anniversary, right? And today is the 76th anniversary of the uh, dropping of the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, Japan. Brothers and sisters, I don't want to be somebody who speaks uh, in, a, in a voice now um, and relativizes the situation 76 years ago. That would be poor of me to do that. I cannot judge the situation as it was going on 76 years ago. And I can't uh, cast moral aspersions on the decision of 76 years ago. But I know this day deserves our attention because it launched us into the nuclear age, in an age where we could see the mortality of not only we as human beings, but the mortality of our planet. And even beyond that, this day 76 years ago, while it hastened, the end of a war, the dropping of the bomb today, the, the atomic bomb today, and subsequently three days later on Nagasaki, that it hastened the end of a war 
and, and one in which there were tremendous casualties, not only on the Japanese side, but on the American side and its allies. And hastening the end of a war is a good thing to stop those ca casualties. But we also need to know, brothers and sisters, that the dropping of this bomb caused horrific violence. And, and there were actual people who, who died in horrific ways. And I urge us as, as people today uh, who live in this nuclear age to understand what this, this, uh, this bombing caused on the people, the innocent uh, men, women, and, and children of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and, and in the ways that it affected them, not only those who died, but those whose lives were never the same because of that. And, and what we can learn from this, uh, as, the, as it is quoted, the unforgettable fire, this unforgettable fire. Brothers and sisters, this is not a day to celebrate, but it is a day to acknowledge and to lift in prayer those lives who were lost, those lives who were, were maimed and changed forever, and, and a world that was changed. And, um, and it is good for us to recognize that and lift that uh, and, uh, and continue to pray for peace within our world and within our lives. Let's pray. And so we begin, brothers and sisters, uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen, the fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My blessings and love to you, my friends, this day, and always have a wonderful Friday and the best weekend. And I look forward to us breaking open God's word more next week. God's peace.